DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined right now by Riley Jensen, our college football insider. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs or call 877-346-3333. Riley, good morning. Yeah, it is a good, good morning. Good morning to you. Three 10-win teams, two conference champions, but one of them you got a little more invested in than the other. You're feeling awesome right now. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we just could have beat San Diego State by one more touchdown on the road, perhaps, you know, against the top 25 team, perhaps we could have got put into the top 25. But you know what? We're all right. We're okay, you know? I mean... You know, San Diego State had like 15, you know, all-conference players, coach of the year, all that kind of stuff. We're, we're okay. We're okay with that kind of stuff. But, but we does, just go ahead and we just take care of our business. Doesn't that scream we're little if we complain about that? Oh, no, I was just I was just pointing out the facts. That was right, but you were doing it in a, complain, a complaining manner. I mean, come on, let's speak truth here, RJ. Come on. We're the little guy. I mean, we, don't get any, we don't get any respect. Bleep them. We don't need no, we don't need your respect. We don't need your stupid conference honors. We're the big dog. Look at us. That see you people got that all I've been reading that all weekend. You're worried about oh, some Joe Blow made all conference and Max uh, McGillicuddy didn't. Who cares? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you're gonna treat us like Rodney Dangerfield, we're gonna right. keep punching you in the face. You know, it kinda bothers us. It gets under your skin after a while, you know. You get you get told your little brother your whole life, and then you punch people in the face. They don't even recognize that you're good, right? But you that's know, how like, you respond how to being told. To that's how you how respond. Many, how many times do we have to beat you down before you shut your mouth? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Don't we'll complain see about it, man. That's man, you're no, feeding have, into the system. I already, I already have something to complain about. Don't worry about me. Worry about you. We worry about our stuff. We take care of our house. That's all you need to know. We're taking care of our business. When you're the big dog, you don't need to tell anybody. Everybody recognizes it. Believe me, I look in the mirror every day. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know. I went and rolled around in the uh, in the leaves on Saturday after our win because you told us we were going to get rolled, and I just wanted to make sure I knew what it felt like to get rolled because you told us we were going to get rolled. But, you know, we're good. We're good. We're all good, right, guys? We're all friends still, even though the Aggies are good? No, we never liked you in the first place. I, I submitted my <laughs> humble apology before the game was oh. over. Oh, PK, PK, PK. You didn't do anything publicly. You didn't do anything publicly. I just, I did it to you. I didn't offend the public. I just offended you. I'm just saying, but you did it publicly. I mean, you flogged me last week publicly. And oh, whatever. All quiet, like This is your greatest hour, and all you're doing is playing the victim. You're feeding into the little guy syndrome. <laughs> well, he's bitter. You ought to recognize that emotion. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but that's, that on, is not win or lose. That's a good point. You know, it's funny <laughs> well, because, I mean, if you, if, if you really want to get down to a PK, I mean, you scolded me early in the year for not being all in on 10 wins. You converted me. Then 
you all you did was build me up to like cut me down again, try and cut my feet off from under me. Like, there's no way you're going to be standing up. I mean, they run for one billion yards a game. I know, but my guy here, he's, he sat on his granddad's lap. If I get, if I, I lose him, I lose employment. Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing the victim okay. now? Jeez. You know what? You know what? You did it for DJ. You yeah. For DJ. Oh, whatever. Yeah. He sat on his granddad's lap watching Brian Sipe. <laughs> Sadly, I didn't, but not that old. I wasn't going to games for Brian Sipe. I don't know. I don't even know what he played. Although that was a fun, that was a fun number 17 from the Cleveland Browns reference. That yeah, that was, that, was. that was fun. So the key to the game was what we talked about last week with you. Can they throw the ball? They'd only lost one game. Fresno had thrown for 306 yards. Bonner throws for 318, four scores, and there is the win. Well, to be honest with you, I thought thought that Utah State was going to be able to do some of that stuff offensively just because they've been doing it against a lot of good teams as far as throwing the football. I think the most impressive thing – and and this was the thing that you talked about is just the, the ability to get off the field defensively. I mean, I I was of the thought, and I was I was chatting with some other like Utah State people. I'm like, hey, we got to get two or three stops so that we, you know, so that we can really like kind of take advantage of the passing game because I, I I really thought we could score like 28 to 35 points, you know, but the way the defense played. I mean, they were lights out. They were energetic. They were flying around the football field. And it was interesting just watching the game to realize how much San Diego State had really won because they had used they, they were used to being ahead, and those, those uh, personal foul penalties did not help them at all. Um, you and I had talked about it. I said, well, they're kind of like Air Force. If we can get up on them. You know, it, it changes some things, and it really did. I, I really felt like that changed some things. And so it was – I mean, as a Utah State fan, if, you, if, if you're if you watching that game and that wasn't just absolutely thrilling to watch them beat San Diego State, who is a really good team, and I, I didn't hear the cheers, but I hope I, – I, I hate the cheer where everyone's like overrated, overrated, because I don't think San Diego State was overrated. I hope I hope we weren't doing that. But that was just a great win. That was a great win for the program. That was a great – was just a, an amazing thing for the program. And, and, and like we said last week when I started getting a little chippy with you guys, it's like we – really, we thought maybe four wins, right? Six wins, maybe the ceiling. And I was in with you guys, so I, I can't – I can't take credit that I was saying, like, hey, guys, you guys, you have no idea what you're talking about. We're going to win 10 games, right? That, that's, just a, that's just an amazing story. It's an amazing story of, of going from, what, one and five where, they, where they, they decided as a team not to play a game last year and then to turn around and go 10 and three, win, win the conference championship, and then they're playing in the inaugural L.A. Bowl, which is going to be really fun. I mean, they get to play in SoFi Stadium. They get to play in L.A. where the Rams and the Chargers play. They get to play against a Pac-12 team, a team with a name, or at least a little bit of a name, right? Like, I know Oregon State's on the come-up, but it's at least a Pac-12 team. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody will be saying that they can't beat them either because they run the ball, but I I wouldn't bet against the Aggies right now. I would. (laughs) I know you would. Keep doing it. Keep doing it because we don't need you. We don't need you. We don't need your approval. Then we're both happy. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I'm starting to think now when you hire a coach, forget about his staff. Yeah. See how many transfer players he can bring. Well, isn't that, I mean, isn't that an interesting thought? I mean, how much, how much has like college free agency just changed everything? I mean, what is the number? I, I, I heard him saying it on TV, but I think it's like 15 transfer players. And they all had an impact. I mean, you look at the quarterback and the receiver had an impact. The middle linebacker had an impact. I mean, they're all from Arkansas State, little Arkansas yeah. State, you know. And and it wasn't like it wasn't like people were going, oh well, the Aggies are gonna are win the Mountain West Conference Championship because they got these transfers from Arkansas State. But but he knew that they were good players. He knew that they would fit in with the players that were going to be there. And uh, I mean, I think. Listen, I, I think you guys have talked to coaches, you know, offline. So have I. The, the portal has changed everything. It has changed everything. And it's going to be really interesting to me going forward to, to know what you do if you have a high school athlete to actually get him recruited. Because you're thinking, well, you know, maybe we could go to Utah State. They don't have a quarterback right now. There's a little bit of an opening there. And, you you know, the way that you used to look at it is where are we a good fit? Where's an offense that's a good offense for us? And I think that's all still relevant. But now you got to go, well, okay, but who are they bringing in from the transfer portal? And when do they bring them in? Because it matters, right? right? Yeah. And, I mean, you look at somebody like – so you look at somebody like Jackson Dart, who's played – I mean, look, he's played really, really good football this year. He had to play a meaningless game on Saturday night. And, and got dinged up a little bit, and I, I'm kind of frustrated about that situation. But when, when, when you look at somebody like him who's been playing as well as he has as a freshman, they bring in Lincoln Riley, he could be bringing in two quarterbacks to replace Jackson Dart. And Jackson Dart, by all measures, could be um, maybe top four, top five in his whole div- um, age group as far as like draft class goes. And he might have to be making tough decisions here in the next few weeks. And I, so I just think this whole thing, it, it changes everything. It changes everything. Yeah, but you can't blame a coach for doing it because you go through with injuries, you can play two or three quarterbacks in a year. So even if you like a guy who's there, you can't afford not to bring in a second guy. You may need him. And then these guys change schools, and you have no idea. Utes get to bring a quarterback in. He doesn't even stay. Oregon brings a quarterback in. He stays, but he's not good enough to win the conference. And Utah State brings a quarterback in, and he is good enough to win the conference. I know. And I, look, you're just talking about quarterbacks. Yeah. not with every other position either. I mean, if this thing has changed everything. It's, it's free agency for college football. It, it will make a difference every single year. I don't know a coach right now who's not like looking at the portal all the time. And this includes in every sport. I mean, we're talking about basketball. We're talking about, I was talking to a volleyball coach the other day and he's like, yeah, there's, but check this out. There's, there's nine other people right now in the transfer portal, right? Just, just this morning since I looked last, right? And they look at it, they observe it. And one of the questions that I was asking the other day was, so how do you, what do you do for character reference? Because, you know, it used to be back in the day when you transferred that you were kind of damaged goods, right? Like, I mean, 
let's be honest about it. Like, we all kind of looked at it like, well, why wasn't he good enough to play at Arizona State? Why is he transferring to this school? Or why, why, why is he transferring from here? We all kind of had that mindset, and I don't think that's the mindset of the coaches anymore. And as I was talking to them, I mean, they did have some checkpoints as to how to figure out whether this person is um, a character kid or not or if the story lines up. And then the other thing that this coach was telling me is that he'll call the coach. He'll just call the head coach and go, hey, what's, what's the real story? Give me all the dirt. Give me, give me everything that I need to know. You know what I mean? And he goes, and a lot of times it's negative, and I just have to try and sift through it, right? So it's, it's interesting. It is so fascinating and i still feel like we're kind of the wild wild west as far as it goes right now like i don't i don't think we even know how it's all going to settle out yeah i'd agree with all that Uh, i think that as you have that situation you just got to go with it and take each one as it can Uh, we've had this conversation on our show the three of us the image of Utah and quarterbacks and all this stuff. And, you know, they got another kid, the two kids from California that they put their stock in high school-wise. They don't even take snap before they leave. Uh, with the success they've had this season, they still don't throw the ball a thousand times for sure by any stretch, so you're not going to put up on gaudy numbers. But it's about winning, and they've been winning at the highest level, and they dominated. I mean, they went 9-1 and one in, in conference. It's more... It's about as well, as good as you can ask for, I think. With that in mind, is the door wide open now for them, whether it's transfer portal or however they get the talent now, to be able to almost be in a position of pick and choose who they want? Are you talking about for, for Utah State? No, Utah. Because, you know, have we oh, spoken? Have we spoken? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I just was trying to shift gears with you. Um, the... I don't know. I don't know if it's wide open. I mean, certainly the quarterback position. Like everybody's going to be waiting to see what Cam Rising does eventually, right? Like I think, I think he's somebody that's going to have a chance to play in the NFL. No question about it. Um, does he come out after his junior year, right? And and I know that there's certain rules for how long you have to play. I think you have to play to your junior year before you can come out. But um, you, you look at it and you just say, okay, so what? What does this? What is this going to look like at the quarterback position? And and it has been a little bit more wide open this year than it has been in the past. And I, I almost feel like Kyle's been a little bit more willing to, to deal with an interception here and there because they're playing so well offensively. Uh, I don't think that they have the pick of the litter. I don't think it's wide open because I think you need another couple years of this to be able to say, okay, they've, they've really changed their M.O. Because I think before this, and I, and I have not been critical of Kyle on this because he has been winning division championships without quarterbacks, without great quarterback play, without even trying to really throw the ball. But I think this was the perfect example of what we all thought could happen if they had a quarterback that could throw the ball and if they opened up the offense a little bit. And so, I mean, how impressive were those wins for the University of Utah? Two wins over Oregon where they score what? 17 points in two games and the youths are just I mean they're just manhandling that team they, they win the conference they go to the Rose Bowl man it's, dude I, I'll, I'll be honest and I tweeted out on Saturday I, listen BYU Utah Utah State winning these 30 games I mean you, you cannot you I don't know that this is ever going to happen 
in my lifetime again. I mean, this is a lot of winning football in the state of Utah. And I know it's good for your guys' job. And I know it's good for ratings. And I know it's good for all those things. But how about just if you're a fan, like, I hope everybody's just sitting around and just enjoying these three teams, what they've done this year, and enjoying their favorite local player that makes big plays on TV week in and week out that makes them feel proud to support their team. This is... This is a this is an unbelievable season. This is a dream season for the state of Utah as far as football goes. I agree with all of that, and the 30 wins is a lot of wins, and it is a lot of winning. I want to go back to what you said about Kyle, though, putting up a lot of interceptions. I'm, I'm not convinced he has. Rising's thrown five picks in ten games. I think that's, that's pretty good. Five picks in 298, almost 300 attempts. So no. basically one pick every no. 60 attempts. That's, that's not a big number. So... No, to me, it was a willingness, a willingness to be okay with it. Right? Okay, like that's I, what you're saying. He was willing to risk right. it, even though he never really had to suffer through that many right. picks. Okay, and then the other thing is, right. you think Cam Rising is an NFL guy? How much does it change the recruiting pitch for youth coaches when they can say, "Well, we got two quarterbacks in the NFL. If you want to come here, you go to the, you can go to the NFL. Whether you're a defensive back, a defensive lineman, an offensive lineman, a quarterback, or a tight end, or a running back." I, I mean, I think it changes the picture, no question. And I, and I think if Cam Rising, which, which for all intents and purposes, when we're watching him, I mean, I, I assume that he'll have another good year next year. He doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to start reading his press clippings and, and fall off, you know, fall off in performance next year. Seems like a guy that has it put together and, and is going to be really solid. And you, you put together two good years like that for Cam Rising or three good years, then he goes to the NFL now you've got, you know, a, a kind of a, an outline or a blueprint for like what the Utes can do offensively. And now, now quarterbacks start going. Well, geez, man, they've been to the Rose Bowl. They're 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 producing college quarterbacks or pro quarterbacks. They've got they've got one in the NFL. They've got another one in the NFL. I think I think BYU. I think Jaron Hall goes to the to to the league, and I think he he plays for a few years in the league. I look. I've been a big proponent for the fact that that players in the state of Utah are really good football players. BYU seems to be doing it with local quarterbacks. Right now it looks like Utah does it with quarterbacks from out of state. I don't know if that changes or not. I don't know if maybe the style that they play maybe attracts some young talent that's coming up and coming through. But um, this is just really fun. This is just really fun to watch. And, you know, I don't think – I don't think Logan Bonner, and, and this isn't because I don't think he's an unbelievable like college quarterback. I'm I'm not sure that he has the NFL type body or type looks to get drafted, but certainly he's an unbelievable college quarterback. And how fun is it for a quarterback from the state of Utah or even you know in neighboring states to come in and play in that offense? But that's a really fun offense to watch and play in. So you're looking at three teams right now that I think these seasons are going to set them up to be successful for years to come. Now, can we predict 10 games a year for each one of those teams for the next five years in a row? No. But could we see that that each one of those teams, maybe every other year or maybe every two years, has a 10-win season? Why not? This This is a really, really good season to build upon if you're Utah State, Utah, or BYU. Well, Riley, as always, we appreciate it. Congratulations on the W and another trip to L.A. 
yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to play against Oregon State. I mean, I know the Utes couldn't beat them, and nobody will think that Utah State can beat them, but I'm calling it W right now. I'm calling it right now. Utah State wins that game. When you calling it? Right this second. Right here, <laughs> right now, PK. Okay. Let me be clear. <laughs> Thank you, Riley. Talk to you guys soon. All right, there's Riley Jensen, our college football insider. Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. We will talk roses with him coming up at 9 o'clock. When is he going to predict it, PK? I believe right now. Yeah, he's excited. Way to go. I'd be excited, too. Why not? If you're a fan like that, just run with it. They're going to go down there. And get another W. That'd be awesome. I'll be pulling for him. Week from Saturday, BYU and Utah State will get both their bowl games in early. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're joined right now by Rod Rex, LendRightMortgage.com. Here to talk to you about mortgages and the rules of the game are changing. Yeah, with the new low limits now, you can go on a conventional loan up to $647,200, and that's an increase of almost 100000 over last year's limit. The good thing is you don't have to wait till January 1 with LendRite Mortgage. You can actually lock and close that loan in the month of December at those higher loan limits. So if you're currently on a jumbo loan, uh, we can now get you into a conventional loan at a lower rate. So now's the time to act while rates are still excellent. So the rates are excellent, but they are supposed to be changing. So for people who want to use their equity, remodel, consolidate debt, get money to invest or make major purposes, uh, you got to get going, huh? Yeah, definitely. Time is of the essence with uh, inflation coming in at 30-year highs and the Federal Reserve set to stop buying the mortgage-backed securities that they've been buying since March of 2020. You definitely want to lock your rate now. One example of a client we helped last week, we were able to consolidate all of his debt into just one lower overall monthly mortgage payment, uh, reduce his payment by about $600, and set him on track to pay his mortgage off five years sooner than he otherwise would have. So definitely you want to lock in those rates now because rates are definitely going up in 2022. So you got a low rate guarantee. Explain to people about that. Yeah, one of the best things is with LendRight Mortgage, we're not your actual lender. We're an independent mortgage broker, so we can actually shop the premier mortgage lenders in the country and all of those lenders pay us the exact same amount. So we have no incentive other than to find each of our clients the absolute lowest rate and fees. With our volume discounts with these lenders, we're able to get discounted rates that we can just pass on to our clients. And so that's why we offer a $1,000 lowest rate guarantee. We guarantee there's no lender out there, bank, credit union, online lender, nobody can beat our rates and fees. If you want more information, you can get a hold of Rod at 801-APPROVE, 801-APPROVE, or online at LendRightMortgage.com, LendRightMortgage.com. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate it.